0: So no subject is best subject, and this to me is like homecoming. To my home, <laughs> in many ways. And I don't see some old members, some I see. So um, what I thought is we could have as a kind of interactive question and answer session for the next one hour. Uh, with, in the light of Savatthi, keeping her focus on Savatthi, that would be a probably a good way to approach. Because is an infinite vision. And one can spend probably weeks, months speaking on Savatthi and yet one learned exhaust you in little of it. It is the word body of children and the mother, their consciousness together <clears throat> in the form of body of words. Just as like in a physical body, we look at the physical body but we don't see the consciousness that is behind it. So we look at the physical body of the mother and think she is, uh, not we but there are people who may think like a human being like any of us, but her human personality as Savitri said mentions even her humanity was half divine. All you have pointed to a noble kind. So the human persona is a mask for the concentration of forces of a higher end. Savitri brought with her in this body of flesh and love and bones something which is not normally seen, experienced in this little frame. So she used the frame to bring the infinite consciousness, all the infinite from the blood in a small little form. So also the book Salatri is to outer appearances just a book, another book, another work of you know But if we dwell deep into it, we see it is an embodiment it is an embodiment of the twin consciousness of Shurubhubayana. All their experiences, highest what you would call as the entire range of yogic experience is in it in the form of sound symbols and word symbols. So word becomes a body and it contains the power of the infinite inside. So that is Savitri and when we read it, when we dwell upon it, if we do it with receptivity, we come in contact with the consciousness of Mother and children. Whether we understand it or doesn't understand it, the effect is the same. <clears throat> there is a very nice part by a famous uh, mystic poet, Surdas. He says, telling the Lord more Lord don't look at my problems, issues, difficulties and then he gives various examples he says e, one iron piece is kept in the bujadar and you know it's a piece on which you can light a flame at the altar another is in the hands of the butcher. but when Paraswani touches it he doesn't see whether it's a butcher's it's a puja house. It changes it into gold. So when we read Savitri, when we dwell on its consciousness and allow ourselves to be carried, this of course mother has said this, this is the experience of many of us, this touch begins to work its magic of transformation. From wherever we are, it picks up from there. So this is not like in everybody it works in the same way. The power, the consciousness of Samitri touches us wherever we are ready and starts the work from there. But it does not stop there. It goes right through to the end of the journey carrying us even when we are unconscious. As we see in Samitri as the mother says that it is a complete system of yoga A guide for those who want to practice the Yoga of Transformation. The whole Yoga of Transformation is there. So she carries us in this journey right through the luminous and the dark portions and does not stop short at anything till all this darkness that death represents is transformed into light. It is our own story. We are Satyavan. Caught in the grip of ignorance and death. We have lost our sight. We cannot see even the next step in front. Shubhu describes the predicament of man. Man, still a child in nature's mighty hands. (coughs) In the succession of the moment lives. To a changing present is his narrow right. The future flees before him as he walks. His memory stares back at a phantom past. He sees, imagine garments, not a face. So this is how we continue our journey. But in this journey, Sabitri comes to tell us that we are not alone. There is, in this journey, the grace, the love of the divine. And this grace and love of the divine is in two ways. One in a general way. In Savitri, we see how grace is working in this whole creation Carrying it, Mother calls it as the yoga of the earth's ascension. Carrying earth right from the state of utter inconscience to human being and it will carry it further. So this is one aspect of the journey. This is one aspect of the journey that we see in Sankriti. And there is a general grace, there is a general love which has gone into creation carry it upward. But there is another kind of grace, another kind of love, the same grace and the same love, sometimes, for some who are ready through a process of evolution, made ready through the gentle action, they are ready for a more special intervention. So the grace and love which are there, in the root of creation, the wisdom that is carrying it, the power that is behind all things, that takes a human form. And this human form leads or calls some who have reached a point where they can break into the infinity of God. So for them Savitri comes as a personal embodiment of that love and place and wisdom and truth and light. Which is their implication in any in any case. But she becomes like a living embodiment. And through her, as a living embodiment, we can have a relation which is very personal. (coughs) And she carries us in her arms, holding our hand to the highest heights of yoga. But we have to treat her as a living being. If we treat her like a book and we keep dictionary at the side, opening the dictionary and forgetting to open the hearts, then it doesn't work very well. Imagine a situation where God is speaking to us. Suddenly it happens that God decides, that, Okay, I am going to tell you about my side of the story. So all of us get there. So first question is, Sir, what language you will speak in? Telugu, Marathi, Kannad, Tamil, oriya Hindi, Gujarati. So God says, I will speak whatever language, You don't worry about that. You just listen to me. No, sir, please tell me, I want to keep a consulting dictionary. What will he say? He will say, just look at me, open to me, don't lose concentration going into that. So this is a document where God is speaking to us. For once we have a document where Divine is telling his side of the story. The story of creation, the story of man, the story of earth as seen by him, and he takes us on this great odyssey, this great epic journey, step by step. All the fierce questions of man that we raise or ever raised, about life, about ourselves, about the why and the wherefore of creation, about who are we and what are we doing here, why this great drama, so much sound and fury, as the poet said, signifying nothing? Is it really nothing or is something happening here? How can I collaborate? Do I have a role to play? All these fierce questions of man, they are there in something. But we must have those questions as a living burning questions of our life. Ashupati represents the anguish and the aspiration of the race. Do we feel the anguish and the pain? That's what is important. It's not a dictionary that helps us. It is this anguish, this burning heart, seeking for truth, light, love, harmony, bliss, in a world torn by strife, suffering, ignorance. That unlocks the doors. If we can embody even a little of that aspiration and the anguish, then Salatri comes to us and says my child I have heard your cry she comes and carries us from wherever we are no darkness is so dense that the divine consciousness cannot penetrate so we have to love her more than anything or anyone else in the world we have to treat her as living she opens and in the author's note this is not merely an allegory. It is a legend and symbol but not merely an allegory. Though. Characters are not just personified qualities but they are living and conscious forces and emanations with whom we can come in contact and they lead man to the path of immortality. This is the key. Sabitri should become living and conscious to us. Then she answers all our questions, not only mentally, but in our heart, in our will, everywhere. This is the magic of Salitri. It's the music which calls us to the rapture of the beyond. Not only all questions are answered, the whole path of yoga of transformation scene revealed to us, it carries us. That's what is most important as we dwell deeper and deeper into Savitri, what happens is that the world becomes an interface for a contact of our consciousness with the consciousness that is embodied in the words. So when we come in contact with that consciousness, whether we like it or not, that consciousness begins to act upon us. What really is yoga? Yoga is simply a union of two different levels of consciousness. One ignorant, obscure, dark, fallen, miserable, blind that we as human beings experience. Another vast, free, infinite, all-powerful, all blissful all-beautiful. So we have to find a way to bridge. Now there are various bridges. Aspiration is a bridge, surrender is a bridge. Seeking is a bridge. So all this becomes a bridge. And from the other side, grace is the bridge. Love is the bridge. So Savitri is meant to be a bridge. It embodies within it this consciousness. The higher consciousness. The greater truth. And when we read it, whether we like it or not, come into contact with that consciousness. That is the journey of yoga. Yoga is essentially that Instead of going within, here we are going through the medium of a book. What happened when people had darshan of Mother and Shirobindo? Spontaneously, by the very fact that they were coming in contact with the living embodiment of truth, they entered into yoga. That merely just having a darshan was yoga. Because you are coming into contact with that consciousness. What men have to go deep inside to find? Once mother told this to a child, mother's work would get over by 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock sometimes, night. And she would go through a passage and some people would be waiting for her. So these three young girls, they were waiting with some flowers in their tree. And as soon as mother is passing by, they suddenly... One of them is feeling very sleepy. She gives leaves and flower with the other two and goes away. She says, Tell mother I am very sleepy. So mother comes after a while, and these two girls say, Mother, she was feeling very sleepy. So her flowers also. Mother sees and remarks, You know my child. Sages and rishis have to do tapasya for thousand years to have a glimpse of I have made myself so readily accessible to you. You do not know what it means to face this scorching heat of the sun, that tapasya. And she accepted the flower and went to me. So when this child was told, next day she rushed to the mother, she said, Mother, it is not our fault. You have spoiled us. Your grace is like a big banyan tree. It constantly protects us under its shape. What to do? We don't know what is the Tapasya. You have constantly sheltered us in your arms. We have those medical lines in Saludri describing Saludri's human personality as a bird flies with tired wings chased by a world of storms in a haven of safety. And splendid soft repose. One could drink life back in streams of honey fire. Recover the lost habit of happiness. What a wonderful thing. Children are naturally happy. As we grow up we lose this habit. Everything becomes artificial. If I have this I will be happy. If I have the One recovers the lost habit of happiness. How am I simply going into that sanctuary of light. The inner temple. But it's not easy. Requires great effort to go inside. So Shiva wanted to make it easier for us. So there was the divine embodiment of the grace. You come, you descend, descend upon earth with thy moon gold feet, embrace earth's floor upon whose you land. But then he saw that it's not easy for earth to hold that embodiment. Man, is also not ready. So he wanted to leave something which could carry that atmosphere of light, which could be the same embodiment but in another form, not an embodiment of flesh and blood, but an embodiment of word and sound. So that human beings, for all times to come, come in contact with the infinite grace, love that the mother represents our through that medium. That is Savitri. It is a yoga in its own right. To read Savitri, Mother has said this, very interesting. To read Savitri is to do yoga. She is not telling us if you read Savitri you will know how to do yoga. It's not an easy step by step technique. We don't need it. Often people say, where is it written in Savitri how to meditate? And people also find out some lines and say, look, this is how meditation is. We <coughs> meditate like that in moments when the inner lamps are lit and life's cherished guests are left outside. Our spirits, our spirit sits alone and speaks to its counsel. Who can meditate like this? It is easy to speak about it. Lives, cherished guests are left you close the eyes, all the bhurt-pishach inside they wake up. Even more. Sometimes one thinks it was better with the eyes open. Eyes closed means one meditates on everybody except the divine. There was a man who used to... He, he knew it. He knew that the Lord looks bholak like Shiva. But he knows everything. is mysterious like Krishna. So there was this man who would sit for hours in meditation. And somebody told to the oh, he meditates so much. So many hours. He must be great sadhak. Swamuru says, yes, he meditates but on his wife. <laughs> he knew the What's going on inside. So he knew. If he tells human beings to do tapasya like ashwapati, there will be not one. When he was asked that, it seems there are very few takers for your yoga. I wish you had better sadhak's. Not you know people like us, we should have had people like Swami Vivekananda then you would have been very lucky. But Kismat. So Srivindo says, as to the sadhaks, I agree. <laughs> I could have had a better lot. <laughs> Semi-humorously. But then he says that, but if I would have done that, the problem of earth nature would have remained unsolved. We would have had all sattvic people, cultured people, refined people. What about people who are not ready, who are in total obscurity? The Lord wants to redeem them also. Like Shiva, as I said, the fallen, the bhutas, the rakshasas, everybody comes and Shiva gives shelter. He says, come. That's what is Shiva's Bharat. Often people ask uh, about ashram, the same thing applies to centers. If you have to ask in one Sentence, what is a center? Says Ka Bharat. It contains a lot of meaning. What is Shivji Bharat? Sur, Nar, Moni, Gandhar, Pishach, Rakshas, Asur, Bhut. Everybody? Where are they going? Parvati kipas. See why you not leaving anybody. They may fight with each other. Doesn't matter. But don't leave Shiva. and Don't leave Parvati. That's all that is required. Because it's a great marriage. Mystic marriage. Of the Parampurush with Parashakti. If you are part of the marriage. You will share the glory and the joy. That's all that is required. Keep moving. Don't drop out. Don't fall out. So like that. We have... So he knew that human beings cannot do this yoga. Why this yoga? Even any yoga we are not meant for that kind of interiorization. To go inside okay some people can but how many? If you see the great history of movements Buddhism so many monks but how many really who can go deep inside like that? How many realize that Nirvana? It is very difficult. Then he says well At the same time, if someone like Vivekananda were to take up this yoga, I am not sure whether they would take up. And if they were to take up, the ordinary humanity in them will not show up. You see, yoga of transformation, it's not easy. So knowing all this, your brother and the mother wanted to make it as easy and simple for us. This yoga is not complicated except in the mind of the intellectuals. Keep away from the intellectuals. Simple yoga is made so easy. Repeatedly Shodhana says, open yourself psychically to the mother. It's all that is asked of you. You have defects, problems, allergies. don't worry. Keep open. Keep moving. Endure the journey. It's a difficult journey, long journey. All kinds of things will come. Have faith. Such simple things. Be happy, remain quiet, do your work as well as you can. This is... Who can make yoga simpler than this? He is not saying, beto, 3 hours meditation you must do every day. Do some punya deeds, nothing. The Lord has made it so easy. But man is such that even that he will not. The moment divine becomes human, man forgets that he has to become divine by the help of that. He starts pointing, oh you are human, you are human, you are human there were people when mother came as an embodiment they went and told mother you don't know anything they would quarrel argue with this it may shock you it shocked me when I came how could people do this and what was mother's response mother would say keep quiet my child cool down my god she could smash the costumers in one single look and here is a teeny little ant saying you don't understand anything and mother is saying cool my chair. that loves me and body. Otherwise you could not take up this work. So since human beings when they have another person like them actually divine becomes human to carry us, to inspire us, to give us hope that if I can do it you can also do it. His image in the human measure cast that we may rise into His Godhead. But man says, you are human, you are human, you are human. So Shubhita says, okay, I am going to now bypass all this. You will keep doing this. Krishna was Kshatriya or Brahman or Yadav or what, whether he existed or not existed. Man will do all these kind of nonsense. Instead of benefiting with the inner Krishna and inner Christ, Whose truths are eternal. Shabinda says in Aswanga Gita, it matters little, the historicity of Krishna, it matters little. Whether Krishna really existed or not, though there is enough evidence that he existed. What is important is if we can reproduce the inner Krishnahood and Christhood in our consciousness. That's what yoga is about. So they said, okay, I'll bypass this whole issue. So he bypasses and gives the Savitri. Now ask Savitri when was she born, when did she leave her body, when did she get married, what was the date? Nothing. This is called spiritual bypass. Bypass surgery, in have so he is bypassing all that and it is given in the form of a poetry. It's very interesting, what does a great poet do? He is Kavikritu. He gives form to a consciousness. This is his task. He is the creator. Divine is a poet. That's why he could make this amusing word. Poet can bring delight in everything. We know that ten rasas. So in this word there is delight in everything. A delight even in the dark state. So this creation is an act of poetry, it is a form, an expression of the delight, where all the various colors have come together to reconstitute the one. So poetry is the best medium to recreate that first original bliss. Shukinder speaks of that in Canto 3 book 1, how this inspiration comes, like a golden file of bliss which is pouring upon her. So poetry becomes a form which is most suitable. When we read it, she comes very near to us. We cannot have that vision. We are blind. Even when mother is there in the physical body, how much can we see? We have a story of Swami Shaivanam who was blind. So you are in the darshan queue. So somebody asks himself, You are blind and Shurabindo will not speak. Why are you going for darshan? He gave a very good reply. He says, you people think you have eyes? How much can you see with your eyes? I am going so that their gaze can fall on me. That's enough. So we are blind with two eyes. That's the only difference. So he knows we are blind. So to make it easier for us. Now when we have this poetic embodiment of a we have two magical, you know, grand vision of the Supreme in Can we ever imagine that in our lifetime or many lifetimes, we can ever come face to face with a love from beyond, the group, conqueror, here of death Rani we can't even recite those lines and I have heard him so many times. Hearts is the mystery, the light that conceals the spirit's alchemy, energy is us. The power, the might of all that never yet came down, the bliss that beckons from the impossible, the joy that beckons from the impossible.
1: Can we imagine ever
0: coming face to face with that embodiment and we do through the highest form of poetic creativity brings us face to face. And again in book 11 where we have the vision of the Supreme When Mahabharata war is over Dhritarashtra who is both psychologically blind and physically blind tells Sanjay you tell that Krishna is God this is what God does massacring so many people all my sons gone at least one he should have left So Sanjay says Dhritarashtra you know I know you are born blind, I should say, but you know, you are seeing too much of all this. Much after Bhima, Arjuna, all these are gone, people will doubt their authenticity. They will not believe that there were people with Brahma, Brahmastra and Agniyastra and all this, they will doubt. But two things will remain in the fallout of this war. For these two things, everything was justified. One, the... Gita, I have heard on the battlefield, second, the great vision of the Supreme which is conjured in the Gita. These two things will liberate humanity in times to come. Shorabindu brings an upgraded version. People may, 200 years down the line, they may wonder, was there really a Rishi like Shorabindu that who wrote so many books in just... Those few years like people doubt whether Vyasa was one man or a divinity experience. They may wonder that really once upon a time the great mystery took a body and played on the playground turning this you know this tenant from the heights came down and by her touch she turned into a playground of the infinite. When we read those stories right now still, you know, because there are some people who have been there, people believe, but time may come when intellectual mind, analytical mind will say, really? There was someone? The Divine Mother whom people could see and they could feel freed from their sorrows, suffering, everything just by look? Who by look could enable humanity? But what they can never doubt is Salitha is there for all to read, to come in contact with and to undergo the change through its consciousness and the great vision of the supreme that is consumed in Savitri. So this is Savitri and much much more no words can capture. I thought it's a question and suddenly I realized I am going on speaking. I should stop here and let's invite some. So, so, Savitri, is that the story of the mother actually or is that yes. the mother? Yeah. Yes, Surabhinda has used the framework of the story of Savitri to bring in all the experiences of Surabhinda in the mother. So, this contains, in Ashupati's yoga we have experiences of Surabhinda and in mother's, um, you know, Experiences, Savitri's experiences are experiences of the Divine Mother. And Mother herself has confirmed it that how uh, he knew everything without <laughs> ever telling him. Whatever I would experience, he would know and he would write it and tell me. Because they are one consciousness in two bodies. It is their story, the one and only authentic biography of their true life. Is so one would have to uh, actually go to classes or uh, <clears throat> somebody explain what is, uh, you know, how the poetry is read and... That's a long process. Because... I recommend not to go through that. I myself take classes of Savitri, unwittingly and there, not out of choice, but out of destiny. I used to wonder because Mother has said only I can explain Savitri, my child. Nobody can explain Savitri. He said human consciousness after 300 years will begin to understand Savitri because it contains experiences which are of another kind. So I used to debate inside me, great conflict. I don't want to touch Savitri or talk about it. So many ways he gave me sign experiences that no, this is a work given to you, but I would struggle. In, I was literally pushed into it. Nath classes, he's just told me before passing away that you know I have announced the session but I am not feeling too well so can you take this November session? I said not I don't feel like it. You take this person, that person, their names. I said, no, no, I think uh, why don't you take up and most people are saying you should take up. So I said okay, you can announce my name anyways, you will be fine and you will come and take. So I took it very unwittingly. Not realizing that within a couple of months he would actually pass away. So the neighbors announced I had to jump into it. Even then with great debate, ultimately so many irrefutable signs, then I have continued. But I used to have this debate that mother only you can explain something, what are we doing there? Then she revealed a deep secret. I am sharing this personal thing not because of anything about me but about mother that she revealed it that the meaning of this thing is that Savitri can only be revealed by me to anyone. So whatever we are revealed, whether it be X or Y or Z, it is only by the touch of her grace. So one need not go to classes, one need not read any book, but one can always open to her. That's what I meant that Savitri is the living truth. We approach it and say, Mother, I don't know anything I don't have the strength to understand. I don't have the background of English language. I have nothing. But you know everything. You give me the buddhi, the intelligence, whatever is necessary to read, understand, and walk this way, and then she will do everything. About it. Now, having said that, that is the main key. Then classes and everything becomes a joy of the journey. Like, you know, we sing together, so it's fine. It should not become the main thing, then it becomes a distraction. The key is her grace. She will explain reveal everything, because it's a revelation. Now, when she will reveal everything, and there are some seekers who come together, it's like, you know, in Delhi, we used to have a group of five, six of us. Every day... One person is a doctor in All India Institute, I was in Air Force as a doctor and third person was in some other company, another person was in Army. And every evening we would go together, sit near the relics and read some works of children in the mother. So, some of my colleagues asked me, where do you go every evening? I I didn't know what to reply, so in that Masti Kamur, I said I go to have some drinks. Could go to have some drinks, but we have nice drinks here in the world. No, that drink doesn't help me. I go to have divine wine. So, obviously when you have divine wine, you delight in the company of those who are also partaking it. So, to me, Savitri's study circles are doubling, tripling, quadrupling the joy of sharing the spirit and the delight of someone. Now when we do that, quite naturally since we are mental beings, naturally sometimes something is revealed to someone, we share it. It's a joy. But it should not be given more importance than that. So many talks, mother has used his mouth to speak about something, writings. So many people have written. it if it gives joy and some opening. But don't turn any of them into dogmatic, axiomatic truths. There is always something more which will be revealed to you personally, to your consciousness because that needs that revelation. It is a revelation of somebody else who is sharing it, which is fine. But she will reveal everything to me directly. That's with that spirit approach. Then the two will not antagonize each other but become Companions, where primary thing is opening to a place and the spirit of Sagittri and secondary thing is singing together on the way. And I am seeing this with experience. I have never gone to any classes of Sagittri or anyone and uh, I am not uh, that kind of a poet with that intellectual capacity to understand, comprehend. I am not a student of English literature but just a doctor, ordinary doctor and... Uh, but yes, by her grace, Lord has been revealed. All by her grace, nothing else. So I suppose there are people who are much, much better. And it doesn't matter whether one is better or worse. It's the opening which matters. If one is opening, open to Mother, she will read. One way is that one decides to read from cover to cover. All ways have advantages and disadvantages. The disadvantage is that some people after while find it difficult. So they give up. Second way is that one reads certain cantos which are easier. Easier in two ways. One that you know they are little more closer to us in terms of connecting with us. And second perhaps they are not containing experiences of that kind like in book two. You know experience are very same with book one. Some of the experiences are very very profound let's say, the book of fate. Everybody's question, everybody's problem. So, you know, one connects much easier. So, by connecting one has formed one entry. It's like getting a foothold. Or the book of debate between love and death. Again, you know, little easier. So, one gets a foothold and then, you know, one goes back and reads. Anywhere you touch is the same Dhan Gajal and, you know, Ganges can be described at any of the cards. So, it's like that. This is the second way. Third is to every day just randomly open any page, maybe with a query in mind, maybe without a query, maybe just to enter and dwell and forget the context and just read the lines and see what sense they make to one. Some people take it that okay, I'll read just four or five lines every day and maybe dwell upon them, meditate upon them. One starts with the twas, the hour before the khatsabi across the path of the divine event the huge foreboding mind of night alone in an unlit temple of eternity lay stretched immobile across silence march almost one felt big, impenetrable. now you know what dwells upon this it's a mantra dwells upon is not like what? what is this night what is this divine event have that approach. Or else simply one repeats it inside. The word repeats itself in rhythmic chant. Savitri itself uses the technique of reading something, As when the mantra sings in sing yoga, studying the blind brain. We dwell upon a body of words, index thought. But after a while, the laboring mind is unable to know. So it falls silent. Then suddenly one is flooded with the greater consciousness of the beyond. The key here is to make the mind quiet. Sometimes the mind becomes quiet when it makes too much effort, gets tired, gives up and in that quietude, God can come in. Or else we can start from the beginning that instead of trying to labor this too much, let me labor to make it quiet. The mind becomes quiet, consciousness begins itself. So we can read it like mantra. Whatever lines, we just dwell upon those lines. Life from beyond, the group conqueror, here of death. Now, you know, these lines one line, four lines, ten lines this is the ideal way one dwells and it reveals context to no context. Another way is now, these are not exclusive ways but they can complement each other. One knows a little framework of the story. Okay, book one is about this, book two, book three. This framework also helps sometimes because. Mind gets lost in the ocean. It's like cast away. Life of mine. Where am I? So sometimes good to know that I am here. See, is <laughs> speaking about this, 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 this. Just a rough, rough idea. This helps us to navigate. But what should be definitely avoided is hyper-intellectualization. <coughs> when one begins to play with one word, he could have meant this, could have meant that, and pages are written on that. Reams of paper based, that becomes a wasted exercise. That may satisfy certain students of you know intellectual aestheticism, art, that kind of thing, but that's not about the yoga usefulness of Savitri. That's all right for maybe an aesthetic and intellectual appreciation of poetry. It doesn't take us beyond that. So we can choose one or many methods depending on our own need. But whatever it be, one must read solidly. Every day time spent in its atmosphere is never wasted. That's what I to say. She said, my child, I advise, read a little, read every day, read at a fixed time, preferably, about, in general, what should you do writing. Concentrate. Do not try to understand. And it will do the work of transformation that's how we should be, should we work? So the mother has actually got it up, you understand or not, it is all. <coughs> that's what, that poem of those uh, surdhas, Ek loha athi ki ghar ho, ek sri dev chana ho, guna guna nahi jaanat. does not care. It touches, if you touch fire or fire touches you, it will burn. Whether it's <laughs> you want it to be burnt or not, it will burn you. Because it's a power. It's not like you know, like the Gita is also power, but it shows the way. You have to walk, you have to do certain things. It's a path of yoga. Savitri is not like that. Savitri is its contact, it is a power which is embodied. By the contact, it begins to do its work. If one is looking for what I should do, what I should do reading Savitri, then uh, one will waste a lot of effort. Savitri is not going to give us an easy to do techniques of yoga. But simply by dwelling upon it, this has been known in ancient times, you see. um, There is a story when Parishit is faced with this problem of imminent death. So he says that seven days I am going to die because he cursed by sage, sage's son because you know Kali has entered and he doubts this rishi. So everybody says you are a king we will protect you, this, that, no snake can enter all this. He says this is one option. Second option is I have one week to live or one week to die. It depends on how I look at it. What can I do in one week that I can get away from this entire fear of death because one day I am going to die so he is told read the bhagavad now you see what is Bhagavad bhag is the story of the life of Krishna it doesn't there are hints of yoga in some stories but basically it is about the life of Krishna reading this is liberating in its effect so Saladhi belongs to that kind of poetry spiritual poetry where it is not so much about what we have to do but reading it is liberating that's how it works. One thing is as a complimentary. After reading Saratri, Nanayananda has pointed out maintain an expected silence. Yes. It's deceptivity. Yes. This one. If we read it only as a poetry, we will get nothing more than poetry. If we read it as an intellectual expression, we will get nothing more than intellectual expression. But if we read it as God's letter written to us in His language, then we will get the revelation that is then in it. So it is our own consciousness which, depending on the receptivity, we benefit, if I may use a very mundane practical word, from coming in contact with someone. Okay, so I think we will. Some well, yeah. of the words what we don't understand in exactly. Sanskrit. Uh-huh. You always to go through a history and what what I mean. by passage. By passage, just ignore it. Ignore mm-hmm. it; the meaning will mm-hmm. be clear. There is one small question I have. Yes. Uh, thankfully, like for Sanskrit or for uh, essays on the Gita, we have like mythological references. We kind of know a baseline to what the story is all about. Yes, that, uh, what I was saying, sometimes that helps. Right. Yes, for instance, book one, I'll just give you in very brief nutshell. But before that, see, the problem with dictionaries distracts us. Later on, if we want, we can probably, you know, because it's playing on our mind, maybe we can read. But during the reading, should we it should be put Basic background is, it's a flashback. So, book one, canto one, he sets the background note. It is the dawn when Satyavan must die. It is also the dawn of creation. And it starts from that day when Satyavan must die. That is the day. And so that's the canto. I am not going to the details. So to be. Then book 2 is the issue. So what if Satyavan has to die? What is the big deal about? It? So many people die. What is so special about this story? So when Savitri has come as a representative to solve this problem of man, if one person can escape the net of ignorance and death, it becomes possible for everybody. Having said this in book 1, canto 1 and 2, then a natural, legitimate question is, but who is 3? He introduces us to us in canto 2 that, you know, she is not like the ordinary humanity, all in her pointed to a nobler kind, she is body, the anguish of the gods, but we see what, how she came into being. So book 1, canto 3, flashback starts. The world's desire compels her mortal birth who embodied that desire of the world, that anguish of the age, that aspiration, is Ashrapati. He is a Rishi who has come from beyond, a being of greater consciousness, who takes an earthly body, and then, how he brought down Sagatrī, that entire journey goes off. On. Book 1, canto kind of 3, canto kind of 4, canto kind of 5, he discovers the great discoveries, uh, yogic discoveries, but is not satisfied, still further, then book 2, entire, he maps to the journey of the worlds, and yet he does not find the key then he goes in you know face to face finally with the divine mother and he asks you come and change your creation you come and change it first she says man is not ready eventually she agrees then the boon is granted so she is born now see all this is flashback the poet has arrested us in that time where in the morning of Satyavan's death so see, this goes on her birth, her coming to age, her going out, finding Satyavan, deciding to get married, then you know, prophecy, then queen questions. All this goes on. Then Sadufi decides that, okay, I will confront death, so I must do yoga. So, book of yoga. Then, book 8, he connects us with the story again. And it is a cryptic canto, canto 3. There is no canto 1 and 2. Why? Because this canto 3 is... Logically, Canto 1 of book 1, Canto 2 of book 1, Canto 3 of book 1. After Savitri wakes up that day, death in the forest. So, but Shuraginto never changed the Canto number, so it remains. But he changed, shifted it. It's not historically documented, but that's how it logically seems. So now he reconnects us to the story. That day, what happened? They went out and eventually, then Sattvaal left the body then the journey through death and the eventual transformation. Then it's late evening. By then, dumatsena has got the side, and they have got. He has got back the kingdom, but Savitri and Satyavan have not come back. So they rush back. Where is they? There's the epilogue. So they come. Where are they? Where are they? They find that Satyavan is lying in Savitri's lap, and he says. Looks like we have seen upon the face of God And our life has been blessed with infinity And she is responsible for everything Lay all on her, she is the cause of all So the sages look at The radiant salati and say What magic change in you What have you done, what is your yoga What? How you managed it She simply Keeps low, fluttering her eyelids She says, all that I know is Only one thing, to feel love And oneness, this to live and then, they say, anyways, come on, it's midnight." So, they gather the stories. The whole story is 18 hours, 20 hours. So that's how one connects with the story. still an easy translation of the Not to story. Believe. Of the story. Yeah, of, you know, what the whole story is about. Because then you wouldn't understand it if you were to... I mean, all afraid. of us have done it, like, I have one, which is like a soft copy, if anyone... Sends me an email I just sent across. Basically, what I just shared, so I can just send it across like that. Some people have spoken about it, so if anybody is interested, just send me an email like this. May you what I have put just a brief summary of the characters, what they are about, just to connect. That's right. It helps us that you know what is me. But basically, another way to look at it is completely it's our story. I am Satyawan. And this is Savitri. Ashupati is the protagonist, the being from the higher spheres, who is the spearhead of the human evolution. That way also one can connect. Mother and Sudhino, and we are like Satvan, caught up in the plane. something of the Lord within us, but caught in this mesh of darkness. So there are several ways to connect it. But naturally we want to, because it's savitri, so how does one connect to the story? It is a brief outline. The beginning of the he gives an author's note what, what, author's note what really Not so much about the story and the cantos, but what they represent So that way one can connect This uh, Journey of worlds What does the Significance to yes, Because Ashrafati's quest is to change This creation <coughs> Or this earth Transformation but then one must know what it is built up, all the forces that have gone into its making. So he goes through one by one like a super technologist must know what is the material he is working upon. So he sees all these words that have gone into earth to mold matter. So he sees all of them but there he does not find the key, even up to over time he goes. So he, he at each of these words he describes the nature of the world the beings, the energies, their influence and how they have molded earth and its evolution. So this is the basic thing. So one must know it because, I mean from Ashwapati's point of view because then only one can understand the complexities of transformation. We as human beings, it's good to know because then we know the play of, complex play of forces which are acting from behind to, you know, in our journey. So that way also it helps. Okay, so I think we'll close today. It's been a long day. And, uh